The following podcast is a live recording of a radio show first broadcast by Fresh FM with assistance from New Zealand On Air. Fresh FM is a community access media station based in Te Tauihu, the top of the South Island, New Zealand. If you or your group would like to know more about how you can have a program on our station, please contact us. Visit our website freshfm.net for our contact details. Kia ora. thanks for tuning in to the most down-to-earth kids radio show in New Zealand, The Kids Mix, with me, Kath B. We'll have songs, stories, fun facts, giveaways, and what's that noise? Plus, Susie Cato joins us with Susie and Friends. The Kids Mix, with me, Kath B, on Fresh FM. Wake up, wake up, it's time to wake up. Wake up, wake up, it's time to wake up. You've had some rest, now it's time to wake up. You feel refreshed, now it's time to wake up. Wake up, wake up, it's time to wake up. Wake up, wake up, it's time to wake up. You've had some rest, now it's time to wake up. You feel refreshed, now it's time to wake up. Wake up, wake up, it's time to wake up. Wake up, wake up, it's time to wake up. This is the Kids Mix with Kath B and Fresh FM. This song I wrote years ago. It's about how everyone is unique and different. It's called Individuality. Sing along if you know it. It's a song about me. It's a song about me. It's a song about my individuality. About the clothes I wear. Sometimes I don't Sometimes we do agree And sometimes we don't Sometimes I want to do the same as you I might also change my mind It's a song about me It's a song about me Good. Uh-huh. 
It's a song about me. It's a song about me. It's a song about my individuality. About the clothes I wear. About the color of my hair. And it's about who I want to be near. It's a song about me. It's a song about me. You like to eat sardines with jam on top. And I like to drink hot chocolate till I pop. And you like to spread your toast with marmalade. I'll try yours if you'll try mine. It's a song about me. It's a song about me. It's a song about my individuality. About the clothes I Mate. Morena, it's Kath B's Kids Mix. Welcome to Fresh FM, and here's a story about Winnie the Pooh on the blustery day. Winnie the Pooh, or Pooh as he is called by his friends, is a bear who lives in the Hundred Acre Wood. One very blustery day, Pooh decided to visit his thinking spot. As Pooh sat there, trying hard to think of something, up popped his friend Gopher. Say, Pooh, if I were you, I'd think about skiddaddling out of here. It's Wednesday, see? It is, said Pooh. Oh, then I think I shall wish everyone a happy Wednesday. And I will begin with my dear friend, Piglet. The wind was blowing very hard as Pooh neared Piglet's house. Uh, happy Wednesday, Piglet. I see your sweeping leaves. Yes, Pooh, but it's hard. This is a very unfriendly wind. Just then, a big gust of wind blew Piglet up into the air. <coughs> Pooh was surprised. Where are you going, Piglet? I don't know, said Piglet from overhead. Help me, Pooh. But when Pooh grabbed Piglet's sweater, it began to unravel. There was Piglet flying high over the countryside like a kite, with Pooh dragging behind. The two went right through Eeyore's house and Rabbit's carrot patch. Then, with the blustiest, gustiest gust of all, Piglet and Pooh were blown right up to Owl's house in a tall tree. Pooh, Piglet, this is a special treat. I so rarely get visitors up here. Do come in. Owl opened his window, and in blew Pooh and Piglet. 
The wind blew harder and harder until finally Owl's tree, along with his house, crashed to the ground. Everyone from the Hundred Acre Wood came to help Owl, but only gloomy old Eeyore seemed to know what to do. If you ask me, and nobody has, I say when a house looks like that, it's time to find another one. A thankless job, but I'll find a new one for him. And off he plodded. Finally, a blustery day turned into a blustery night. And to Pooh, it was an uncomfortable night, full of uncomfortable noises. And one of the noises was a sound that he had never heard before. Pooh got up and went to his door to investigate. Hello out there. Oh, I hope nobody answers. Just then, a funny-looking animal bounced into the room. Hi, I'm Pigger. P-I-double-g-er. Oh, you scared me, said Pooh. Oh, sure I did. Everyone's scared of Tiggers. Well, what's a Tigger? Glad you brought that up, chum. Then Tigger bounced around the room to show Pooh what a Tigger was. Tigger stopped bouncing. Did I say I was hungry? Not for honey, I hope, said Pooh sadly. Yuck! Tiggers don't like that icky, sticky stuff. Well, I'd better be bouncing along. TTFN! Ta-ta for now! <laughs> The wind continued to blow. There was a clap of thunder, and it began to rain. And it rained, and it rained, and it rained. By morning, the hundred-acre wood was flooding. Who couldn't rescue his honeypots? So he decided to eat all the honey for breakfast. He was upside down, licking the bottom of the last part, when the water floated him right out the door. At Piglet's house, the water was coming in through the window. He wrote a message and put it into a bottle. The message read... Help! Piglet! Me! The bottle floated out of his house and out of sight. Christopher Robin lived high on a hill where the water couldn't reach. So that was where everyone from the Hundred Acre Wood gathered. Before long, Christopher discovered Piglet's message and read it. Hmm. Owl, fly over to Piglet's house and tell him we'll plan a rescue. As Owl flew over the flood, he spotted two tiny objects below. One was Piglet, standing on a chair, and the other was Pooh, still upside down in his honey pot. Owl called down, A rescue is being thought of. Be brave, little Piglet. Piglet swallowed hard. Thank you, Owl, but it's awfully hard to be brave when you're such a small animal. Pooh and Piglet eventually floated right to the hill where their friends were. 
Christopher Robin smiled. Who? You rescued Piglet. That was a very brave thing to do. You're a hero. I am, said Pooh happily. Yes, and so I shall give you a hero party. Hooray! Just as the hero party began, Eeyore arrived with a message. <clears throat> I found it. A house for Owl. If you want to follow me, I'll show it to you. Eeyore led the way through the woods and to everyone's great surprise, stopped in front of Piglet's house. This is Owl's new house. What do you think? Pooh said, But this house belongs to... No, Pooh, interrupted Piglet. This house belongs to our good friend Owl. I shall live, shall live. You shall live with me, Piglet, announced Pooh. Christopher Robin smiled. That was a very grand thing to do, Piglet, giving your house to Owl. And so, the one hero party became a two hero party. Pooh was a hero for saving Piglet's life, and Piglet was a hero for giving Owl his grand home in the beech tree. The good Ms. Paget knows. It's black and yellow, of course. Day for your honey 
come and tell it to me Is it hard or easy To work all day for your honey Rosin black and yellow bee Is it hard or easy Spending all your daylight hours Buzzing round the Lovely to have you here on the Kids Mix with me, Kath B, on Fresh FM. When we're in the car, we sometimes play I Spy. Do you? Have you ever played I Hear with my little ear? Well, Itty Bitty Beats have. at the people that he meets A train rattling to a chugga-chugga beat All these things are really loud Do you like riding a bike? Well, here's a story by Louise called Bike Day. Bike day It was bike day at Kindy All the children brought something to ride The teachers and the mothers set up a road course Through the building, out onto the field Around a tree, over a bridge And back inside through the door there were stop signs and white crossing lines marked, marked on the way. The children set off on their rides one at a time. Everyone had to wear a helmet. Jason had a three-wheeler trike that he got for Christmas and Johnny had a big two-wheeler that his mum and dad had given him for his birthday. His dad taught him to ride and he felt very important riding a big bike. Mary Ann had her scooter she could go very fast on it. The teacher had to remind her to stop at the crossing to let the pedestrians cross the road. Jody ran backwards and forwards over the crossing to make everyone stop. By the big tree there was a stop sign. Danny was a policeman and made sure that everyone stopped there and looked both ways to make sure that the road was clear before continuing along it. Janie put some toy animals on the road to make sure that the traffic stopped and waited until she crossed them to the other side of the road. 
Mary Ann put a give way sign by the door so that the riders had to stop and look inside before they could go in. Anna was four and nearly ready to go to school. She had a flash new bike and wanted to show off. She sped along as fast as she could. The policeman put up his hand to stop her. She took no notice at first, but he yelled at her and she stopped. He gave her a ticket for speeding and said she had to pay a fine of $100. He also stopped Jamie because he'd taken his safety helmet off. It's hot, Jamie complained. Danny spoke to him sternly. That's the law. And Danny had to put his helmet back on. Danny gave him a ticket for $200. Everyone was having fun until Johnny crashed into Jason and knocked him off his three-wheeler. Then he fell on top of him. They landed in a heap at the side of the road. Jason yelled and started crying. He had skinned his knee and it was starting to bleed. Johnny helped him pick up his bike and said he shouldn't have been in the way. That made Jason cry even louder and the teacher came and put a plaster on his knee and helped him back on his bike. He set off on his way again. One of the mothers had made some traffic lights out of red and green and orange cellophane tied on sticks. She stopped by the stop line and the children had to stop while she held up the red light and wait for the orange and they could go when she put up the green light. Johnny was showing off on his bike and crashed right through a green light. Danny yelled at him to stop and gave him a ticket for $300. He was a good policeman and was thoroughly enjoying his job. He didn't have a bike, but he didn't mind as he thought it was more fun to give out tickets. Mary Ann let Jodie have a turn on her scooter while she took over the job of going backwards and forwards over the pedestrian crossing to make riders stop while Janie walked the toys across. When it was lunchtime, the drivers had to stop their vehicles and park them in the yard while they sat around the table with their lunch boxes and drink bottles. Everyone was worn out and they sat on the mat while the teacher read a story about good teddy bears who were learning how to be careful on the roads. They always looked both ways before crossing a road to keep a sharp lookout for traffic and always crossed on the pedestrian crossing. Then it was time to go home. Everyone had enjoyed the morning and had learned about keeping themselves safe on the roads. Retractable pencils If you push them too hard They're gonna break And people are like Paper dolls Paper dolls and people They're a similar shape <laughs> Love is like a roll of tape Real good for making two things one But just like that roll of tape 
Love sometimes breaks off before you are done Another way that love is similar to tape That I've noticed Is sometimes it's hard to see the end You search on the road, search on the road Search on the road with your fingernail Again and again and again and again Whoa, whoa, brown paper, white paper Stick it together with the tape The tape of love The sticky stuff Whoa, whoa, brown paper, white paper Stick it together with the tape The tape of love The sticky stuff You know, recently I've been thinking about love about mutual love, where two things love each other mutually. And um, I guess I've realized that of all the things we're given, that love is the very strongest adhesive. Yeah. Jermaine. Oh, sorry. Sorry, what were you saying? Oh, I just I don't want to say it again. Here's a nice little ukulele song uh, written by Fat Cat and Fishface. Uh, it's a bit of a tongue twister. It's called Selfish Shellfish. Try saying that ten times quickly. We live next to 
I love this next story. It's read by Alan Livingston and it's called Sparky and the Talking Train. Do you like trains? There was a little boy once who liked trains. As a matter of fact, he more than just liked them. He loved trains. His name was Sparky, and he lived right near the railroad depot on Station Street. And he was always talking about the trains that went by. He lived so close to them that he could stand in front of his house and wave to the engineer and then count the cars as they passed. Sparky liked the passenger trains because they went so fast. And he longed someday to ride on one. You see, he never had. Sparky liked freight trains, too, because they were so long and had so many different kinds of cars on them. Sparky even learned the names of the different cars and used to call them out as he watched a freight train go by. Like this. Hops car? Tank car? Gondola? Gondola? Box car? Refrigerator car? Tank car? Caboose? Sparky gradually learned a lot about trains from his father, who had a big job with the railroad. And he liked to talk about the things he knew with the other kids in the neighborhood. Do you know what the big wheels on the engine are for? Sure, anybody knows that. That's what the engine rides on. Yeah, who doesn't know that? Well, the engine rides on them, all right. But the big wheels are the ones that have the power. They make the train go. They're called drivers. Well, if you're so smart, what are those little wheels in the front for? They're the pony trucks. They guide the train on the tracks and make it go around turns. Well, what if they do? I'd rather play baseball and talk about trains. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. Come on, Sparky, let's get up a game. Well, uh, I'd rather stay here. The express is coming through in a couple of minutes, and I wouldn't want to miss it. <laughs> Yes, Sparky would rather watch the express go by than play ball, shoot marbles, or almost anything. And it was a lucky thing that he did stay to watch the express that day, because for the first time, a very strange and unusual thing happened. You see, here's what happened. The express train came on time as usual. And as usual, Sparky stood in front of his house and called out the cars as they went by. Of course, passenger cars this time. Engine, coal car, baggage, mail car, coach, coach, diner, woman, woman, observation car. Goodbye! Goodbye, Sparky. The train! I mean, the whistle! It talked to me! said goodbye, Sparky. I heard it just as plain. Mother, Mother, the train talked to me. It said goodbye. I heard it. The whistle blew and it talked. It talked to me. Mother, did you hear it? For goodness sake, what's all the excitement? I'm in the kitchen, dear. Mother, the, the train, it talked. It talked to me. Now, really, what in the world do you mean the train talked to you? It did. It answered me when I said goodbye. 
was in the whistle. It, it, mother, don't you believe me? Don't you believe the train talked? Well, now, now look, darling. Trains just don't talk. They're not human. They're just machines, dear. You see, it was your imagination. You just thought you heard the train answer you. It was not my imagination. I heard it. I heard it plain as anything. Now, that's enough of that. We'll talk to your daddy about it when he gets home. Maybe he can make you understand. Now run upstairs and wash. Daddy will be home soon or we're having an early dinner. But, Mother, the I tra- said we'd talk about it when your daddy gets home. Now do as I say. Yes, Mother. And poor Sparky went upstairs to get ready for dinner as his mother had told him to do. But he just couldn't wait for his father to get home because he was sure he would understand. After all, his father worked for the railroad, and if trains could talk, then his father must certainly have heard them. He could hardly wait, and when he finally heard his father coming up the walk, he ran down to meet him. Daddy, can't trains talk? Can't they, Daddy? Talk, Sparky? (laughs) Well, they make enough noise, but I'd hardly say they can talk. But, Daddy, I heard it. I heard it just as plain. Oh, now, Sparky, I think your imagination is running away with you. You're thinking too much about trains. But, Daddy... Oh, now, don't be silly, Sparky. Come on, supper's ready, and we don't want it to get cold. Yes, Daddy. Poor Sparky. It seems nobody would believe him, not even his friends at school, when he told them about it the next day. But the train did talk to me. I heard it, it did. Oh, boy, that's a funny one. Trains talking. Who ever heard of a train talking? You're crazy, Sparky. You're train crazy. You've been watching those trains so much, you think they talk to you. All right, if you don't believe me, come on over to the depot and hear for yourself. The local is coming in. Maybe it will talk, too. Come on, if you're so smart. So Sparky and his friends went down to watch the local come in. The local stopped at the station right by Sparky's house. other kids couldn't hear the train talking. Perhaps it was because they didn't like trains as much as Sparky did. Perhaps the trains didn't want anyone else to hear them. Everyone in school talked about it and laughed at Sparky until he could hardly stand it. The older kids teased him and the younger kids pointed at him and giggled. 
So Sparky didn't play with them much anymore. In fact, he was a pretty sad and lonely boy. And he stopped telling anyone about the talking trains. Even his parents. Sparky stayed pretty much by himself after that and said no more about trains. Even his mother and father noticed how quiet he was. And they began to worry about him. I'm worried about Sparky. He's so quiet and he seems so unhappy. I know. I've noticed it too. Isn't there something we can do? Nothing seems to interest him. I know. He's always wanted to take a train ride. Why don't I take him into town tomorrow on the early train? That's a good idea. That'll certainly make him happy. Maybe if he rides on a train, he'll forget those silly ideas of his about trains talking. Sparky! Come in here a minute, dear. Yes? Sparky, how would you like to ride to town with me tomorrow? On the train. To town? On the train? Oh, yes, Daddy. Will you take me? Will you really? Ah, <laughs> uh, that put a little life into Sparky. A ride on the train. He could hardly wait until the next morning. But the time finally came, and Sparky and his dad climbed into the first car where Sparky wanted to ride. It wasn't long until they were speeding along. Sparky was just about as happy as a boy could be. Daddy, how fast are we going? Oh, about 50 miles an hour, I guess. How far is it to town from here? Well, I don't know for sure, Sparky. About 30 miles, probably. It's 21 miles, it's 21 miles, it's 21 miles to go. It's 21 miles, Daddy. Well, how would you know, Sparky? Here comes the conductor, I'll ask him. How far are we from town, conductor? Well, we just passed Fair Oaks. Uh, it's exactly 21 miles. <laughs> oh, that's odd. How could you know so exactly, Sparky? Well, uh, the train, I... Well, I just know. <laughs> hmm. Oh, that's odd. Odd indeed. Yes, yeah, Sparky's father didn't understand it. You see, he didn't know that the train had told Sparky how far it was. And Sparky didn't bother to tell him because he knew it would just make him angry again. So, on they rode to town. But a strange and exciting thing was to happen before they ever got there. Sparky and his father sat in the train as it rolled along without talking for a while. All of a sudden, the clicking wheels of the train began calling Sparky. Help me, 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 Sparky. What's the matter? Nothing's the matter. What do you mean, Sparky? Oh, uh, excuse me. Nothing, Daddy. Stop wheelers loose. Stop wheelers loose. Stop wheelers loose. Stop wheelers loose. Wheelers loose? Which one? Sparky, who in the world are you talking to? Right front wheel. Right front wheel. Right front wheel. Daddy! Daddy, the right front wheel is loose on his car. Stop the train. Tell the conductor. Daddy, please. Sparky, stop that shouting. What are you talking about? How do you know a wheel is loose? I know. The train had told... Well, I just know. Please, Daddy, tell the conductor 
to stop the train. Sparky, be quiet. Everyone is looking at you. Now, don't tell me the train's been talking to you again and told you it has a loose wheel. Yes, Daddy, it did. It told me. We have a loose wheel. There will be a terrible wreck if the train doesn't stop. Sparky, I've just had enough of this nonsense. Now, you sit down and be quiet. There's nothing wrong with this train, and we're going to be in town in ten minutes. But, Daddy, but, Daddy, you've got to listen to me. If you won't do something, I will. I'll pull a cord up there, the emergency cord. That will put on the brakes and stop the train. Sparky, get down off that seat. Don't pull that cord. Stop. Sparky, stop. Who pulled the emergency cord? Who stopped the train? I did, sir. You did? Yes, Conductor. I'm afraid my son did, and I'm terribly sorry. Now, if you just start the train, I'll see that he's punished when we get home. Conductor, there's a loose wheel on this train, on the right front. And if you start this train again, there will be a terrible accident. Sparky, I told you... Please, Mr. Conductor, please go out and look at the wheel. What's the matter with this boy, anyway? Well, uh... He thinks the train was talking to him. It's just his imagination. Now, please start the train, and uh, I'll keep him quiet. Wait. I'll make you believe me. I can prove that the train talked to me. Daddy, remember I told you when we were 21 miles from town? Yes, but... uh... How did I know that? Well, I don't know. I... uh... train told me. That's how I knew. That ought to show you the train talked to me. And the train told me it has a loose wheel. Daddy, please just take a look and see. Well, you did say 21 miles when that's just what it was. Maybe we should take a look at that. Now, you're not going to start that talk, too. I'm going to signal the engineer to go on. I've had enough of this monkey business. Now, wait, conductor. Here's my card. I'm the Eastern Division Manager of this railroad. And I demand that you inspect the right front wheels on this car. Well, well, I guess I have to. And all three of them went out to look at the wheel that Sparky had said was loose. And sure enough, when they examined it carefully, it was so loose that in another few miles it would have come off. And there would certainly have been a terrible wreck. The conductor, Sparky's father, and even all the people on the train were amazed. Well, what do you know? See, the boy was right. Why, the wheel really is loose, and just the one the little boy said. Well, what do you know about that? The wheel was fixed, and the train went on to town. But by the next day, everybody for miles around had heard about Sparky and how he had saved so many lives. His picture was in all the newspapers, and he was quite a hero. The kids back home no longer laughed at him. In fact, they all wanted to be his friend because he was so famous. The president of the railroad even gave him a medal. It was at a special ceremony at the municipal building. Sparky, it gives me great pleasure to present you with this medal in appreciation for your service to this railroad. Uh, Is there anything you would like that we can give you? Anything? Anything at all. Can I ride in the engine of the express, can I? (laughs) Well, Sparky, if that's what you want, you certainly can. It'll be an honor. And Sparky did. He rode in the engine right up with the engineer and came speeding through town at 80 miles an hour. And he blew the whistle, too. Of course, all the kids in town were there watching when he went past, and he waved to them, and they waved back, wishing that they could ride there, too. He went by so very, very fast. 
And that's the story of Sparky and the trains. He still rides up in the engine occasionally. And if you watch for him, you might see him almost any time. And I'll tell you something else. If you get to like trains as well as Sparky did, and if you listen carefully enough, maybe you'll hear them talk too. Necessities, simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your strivings. I mean the bare necessities, Mother Nature's recipes. Bring the bare necessities of life wherever I wander, wherever I roam. I couldn't be founder of my big home. The bees are buzzing in the tree to make some honey just for me. You look under the rocks and plants and take a glance at the fancy ants, then maybe try a few. The bare necessities of life will come to you. Look for. Necessities, simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your strife. I mean the bare necessities. That's why a bear can rest at ease with just bare necessities of life. So just relax, yeah, in my backyard. If you act like that, be act. Working too hard. Don't spend your time just looking around for something you want can be found. You find out you can live without it and go along not thinking about it. It tells you something true. The bare necessities of life will come to you. They'll come to you. They'll come to you. You're listening to me, Kath B, on the Kids Mix on Fresh FM. Hey, are you sometimes a bit nervous when you meet new people or go to new places? A lot of people are. I am. I wrote a song about it. It's called Unfamiliar Places. It's a bit of a reggae number. What's that? What's up ahead or just around the corner? It's a place that you've never been before. What's that? What's up ahead or just around the corner? It's a new territory to explore. Who's that? Who's up ahead or just around the corner? It's a face that you've never seen before. Who's that? Who's up ahead or just around the corner? It's a personality you can explore. It's always hard, don't feel alone. Stepping out of your comfort zone. It's always tough, don't get too stressed. It's not. 
interesting and opens up our minds. Unfamiliar places, unfamiliar faces, it broadens our horizons, you don't know who or what you'll find. What's that? What's up ahead or just around the corner? An activity you've never ever tried. What's that? What's up ahead or just around the corner? It's a skill that you haven't yet acquired. It's always hard, don't feel alone. Stepping out of your comfort zone. It's always tough, don't get too stressed. It's not like you have to pass a test. Unfamiliar places, unfamiliar faces. It's what makes the world more interesting and opens up our minds. Unfamiliar places, unfamiliar faces. It broadens our horizons. You don't know who or what you'll find. Unfamiliar places, unfamiliar faces. It's what makes the world more interesting and opens up our minds. Unfamiliar places, unfamiliar faces. It broadens our horizons. You don't know who or what you'll find. Unfamiliar places, unfamiliar faces, unfamiliar places. Unfamiliar faces. Hi, it's Kath B on the Kids Mix on Fresh FM. Have you ever eaten spaghetti? Well, sometimes it can make a mess. And here's a song about it. I don't like clams. It's just the way I am. I can't help it. I think they stink when you wash them in the sink. can make me eat them now well you're wrong I'll put them in my pocket and I'll feed them to a cow and I don't like peas cause they make me sneeze I'll spit them out if you put them in my mouth what I like to do with my peas instead like to load them in my straw and shoot them out and try to hit you in the head. Ow. But I like spaghetti. It doesn't make me sick. I like spaghetti. Cause when I throw it, it'll stick. I like spaghetti. All mixed into a glop. I like spaghetti with Ketchup and butter and a cherry on the top And a cherry on the top Try 
to stab it with my fork. Well, I'm afraid it might flip around and flop around and land on the floor. But I like Pascetti. It doesn't make me sick. I like Pascetti. Cause when I throw it, it'll stick. I like Pascetti. All mixed into a glop. I like Pascetti with ketchup and butter and a cherry. Pascetti with ketchup and butter and lots of cherries. Pascetti with ketchup and butter and a cherry on the top. One of Anika Moore's sons is called Soren. This song is about him. As if you were going to leave me Soren, if you need me Call out to me my name Soren, your eyes are the colour Of the blue I see Soren, I need you so much In my life with me podcast you just listened to was a live recording of a radio show, first broadcast on Fresh FM, the Top of the South's community access media station, with support from New Zealand On Air. The funding of Access Media makes these podcasts possible. To find similar programs by other community access media stations, go online to accessmedia.nz.